I'm Justin. And I'm Clarissa. Together, we're raising three boys. Jet, who's four. Jace, our three-year-old. And Baby Jones. This podcast is all about sharing our stories of a fun, messy, and chaotic day-to-day life. Days can be rough, and finding breaks is hard. But there's no question the time of the day when we can get every kid to sit down. Snack time. Oh boy, here we go again. Yep, we're back. You and me tonight. <laughs> yeah. Just you, just me. Okay, so how was so your week, Justin? exciting. Our week was awesome, actually. Oh yeah? I would say we had a pretty good week. We did some really cool things this past weekend. Mm-hmm. What did we do, Clarissa? <laughs> Uh, well, we went to the Elevation concert, Elevation Worship concert. Yeah. Elevation Nights is what they called it, right? Yes. So it's not really a concert per se. It was like just a time of worship and like there was a message. Stephen Furtick was there to give a message. So it was like a three hour long church service kind of. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. Went with my brother and his wife and... Your cousin. Yeah, it was great. Her family, so. Yeah, it was fun. That was a good time. A good, definitely a needed thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think you need like that getaway of just like all you're focusing on is like worshiping and not all the other things around you. And, and of course, the production was awesome too, which, you know, made it that much more fun. It was a Mm -hmm. fun time of worship. So it was cool. It was cool. Just you and I. Left the kids with grandma and papa. Yeah, it was fun. We got to spend the day together, um, which was nice. Get to go walk around, do some shopping and hang mm-hmm. out and just spend time with one another, which is good. Have some conversations that we really don't get to have very often of just two adult conversations. What? We don't have conversations, you think? I think we, I think <laughs> we do a better job than most Maybe not. Maybe that's not fair to say. I think we do a good job. I was actually being sarcastic. But. No, I think we do. We do the <laughs> marriage journal. Plug marriage journal again. That's true. If you're not doing it, make sure you're doing the marriage journal. Yeah, makes a difference. Good conversations come from there. But also <laughs> the time we got to spend together, good conversations. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing that day was soccer. Soccer continues to be a mm-hmm. fun thing for us. And uh, Jace continues to... Just uh, make me smile as he's out there <laughs> on the field. And his uh, famous line Saturday was he had like, he was getting in there a little bit, but he gets in there and then he comes out. Mm-hmm. And, but he stayed on the field the whole time and he's running around like in a circle, like with no real reason. And he's like, look, dad, <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> like, yeah, you're doing it, buddy. <laughs> you're staying on the field. That's your goal. Yeah. So that was fun. That was fun. Got to work outside. Uh, got a lot of stuff done last week. Yeah. A lot of stuff done last week. So it was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. But tonight we wanted to talk a little bit about... Uh, yeah, we wanted to talk about, um, how we reframe our expectations with each other, ourselves, maybe a little bit with parenting, um, and how forgiveness is kind of included in that. Yeah, absolutely. It's been something that's been pretty heavy on my mind 
lately. Um, I thought it was worth sharing. Might even bring out a few surprises to you, Justin. Oh, really? Yes. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, should we just get into it? No, we should wait. <laughs> Go ahead. No, um, let's just say I have been learning a lot. I feel like God has been trying to teach me a lot recently when it comes to uh, not only my patience level, but um, exactly what I said, how I'm shifting my expectations in the process. Okay. So let's just take it back a few weeks ago. I got a story for you. Are you All ready right. for it? Yeah, I'm ready for the story <laughs> that I already know. But everyone listening is ready to hear the story. Oh, well, we'll see. So a few weeks ago, um, it was right around Easter time. There was an egg hunt <clears throat> at our church for the kids. Let me preface this with this was a mom's only take the kids to the event egg hunt. Not sure what Justin. Well, I will get to what Justin was doing that day. But all the dads. I'm sure had really busy things to do during this mom's only event. But um, so for me, I, I decided I was going to take all three of the kids on this particular day. When I returned from this event, we as a family were going to travel a few hours away to see my parents for Easter. So, Justin, you were at home that day. Getting I don't things even ready. remember what I was doing. Oh, you're supposed to be getting things ready for the to pack and stuff. Is that what I did? I think so. I don't really remember. <laughs> so, um, anyways, took the kids to this great event, but I'm I'm hustling. I'm having to kind of bring some food to contribute to to the stuff, the little I don't know, the food that was going to be set out. And I was like, oh, we got to get this in there. We're kind of right on time. We should have been early. And I'm kind of hustling and and rushing the kids in the car. And I'm like, come on, come on, come on. And we're we're going, we're going. And in my rush, I lock our only set of keys that we own to this vehicle in the car. Yeah, real winner. <laughs> so instantly, I freaked out because I knew we were going to have to drive this van like on our little road trip we were doing that day. I also knew we didn't have another set of keys. Like there was no way you could even really rescue me from this situation. Right. I also didn't want to tell you. Because I figured you might get a little upset. Yeah, probably would have. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> so, of course, I'm standing there. I'm instantly mad at myself. And I'm just thinking, man, Justin's going to be mad at me. This is going to ruin our entire day. I'm supposed to be in this event with the other moms and the kids. And now my kids are having to wait out here because I haven't brought them inside yet. And I instantly think, well, <clears throat> I've got I've to get these keys out. So in my head, I was like, this is an emergency. So <laughs> I called the emergency number, 911, which I was kind of baffled to find out. Locking your keys in the car is actually not an emergency, said the operator on the other line when I called 911. <laughs> and uh, instantly I, again, a little bit felt stupid because to me it was an emergency. I thought somebody from you know, police or something could come and lock my door. No, they don't do that anymore. For all of you that are wondering, they don't do that anymore. So I Googled, found a locksmith in town. And I was just kind of like, at that point, I was just praying to God, like, hey, 
please help me find somebody who can get these out of my car. And I hadn't even called you yet at this point. Yeah. So anyway, I called the locksmith. He says, yep, I can be there in 15 minutes. And I was like, awesome. You know, call me when you get here. So it ended up working out. We went in to the event with, with the, I went in with the kids and we um, kind of got settled. The guy called me. I brought the kids out with me. <laughs> they watched him. They thought it was so cool how he unlocked mommy's car with the special tools he had. He brought along his great big black dog. He was so nice talking to me about the church he attends and all of the things. Um, and it ended up being a pretty cool experience for the boys. Um, and then it was pretty cool. I don't know. Do, do, do you remember what they, how they recounted the event to you? No, they just pretty much said mom locked her keys in her car and the big black dog was there and <laughs> I don't know, that was pretty much it. And he put the thing in there, like that's the their window. recount. Yeah. 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 Not as detailed. Right. But I got to tell you though, I, I will say I was frustrated in the moment and whatnot, but I tried hard to not let the kids think that it was some moment of weakness or that we were in a dangerous situation or anything like that. I just said, well, that kind of stinks, but mommy will figure it out. And they got to watch and I was like, isn't that cool? He's opening it up and kind of turn it into a learning experience. Yeah. So I just kind of, you know, when we're talking about expectations and stuff, that's not how I would have expected my day to go. Right. But, you know, in the moment, you you had the forethought to understand. Like, you could have, you have the personality that that very much could have ruined your day. Oh, absolutely. That could have very much ruined the kid's experience at the Easter thing because yes. you're ticked, you're frustrated, <laughs> You you get sometimes and a little bit excited. I mm -hmm. I would say uh, you get excited and uh, and they pick up on that. Like they read that, but you know, for you to be able to you know just change your expectation for the day. Like okay, this is not how the day went, but mm -hmm. it can still be a good day. Like we can, this still can be a good time for the kids, and it's really not that big of a deal we can get it taken care of. Yeah. Um, you're, I mean, you're right. I hate to kind of be painted in that light, but I definitely could have reacted. Well, you're not way. the only one. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm that way. I'm lots of people are that way of mm -hmm. like, you know, you have a plan, you have an idea and you're also in a scenario where it's like, you're to be somewhere, you're at an event, mm -hmm. and then when you something like that happens, anyone gets frustrated, mm -hmm. um, for sure. But yeah, that's that was a good, good parenting move on your end, <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you. I think when we're talking about expectations, um, it really rings true to me when I talk about expectations that I hold for myself. You know, we have expectations. As parents, we have expectations in our marriage, expectations in the work environment, right? And then for ourselves as well. And obviously, we all are created differently in how we react to things or whatever. Um, but I know I hold 
especially when it comes to work, I hold a lot of expectations. Um, I hold myself to a high standard, which I think probably a lot of people do. And uh, I just feel like recently I've been learning lessons of, you know, giving myself grace, um, reframing, you know, what actually went right or what, you know, what went right, even though it might not be a 10 out of 10 perfect, what were you still able to accomplish and still do? Yeah. And so I just think back to probably a week ago, I, I made a major mess up at work. Um, lost some papers, was trying to organize some things and lost some pretty important papers. I had thought in the moment that I'd actually shredded them, which was awful. So I kind of had to send this email out and instead of placing blame on anything else, I basically, I just said, Hey, I've, in the, in the mix up of all this, I've lost these papers. And, um, you know, if you could help me out with that information, that'd be great. And I kind of signed it, you know, with, um, you know, thank you for your grace because it was more, not necessarily for them, but I needed to sign that for myself to kind of be like, it's okay. Yeah. No, I understand that. I'm, I had a much smaller situation, but it happened this week of, I was supposed to be on a team's call at uh at is a nine o'clock teams call that I'm usually not on and I have my schedule like it's ingrained in my brain that I know what I've got going on every single day. Mm-hmm. And this was an additional meeting and uh I completely I was on another call and I completely forgot about it. Showed up to the call like fifteen minutes late. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you feel <laughs> you feel dumb and you apologize, but you know, my boss was on there and he, you know, he gave me like a, a good kidding rough time mm-hmm. about it and, and not a big deal, mm-hmm. but, but you know, that, that kind of same thing of just, you know, people giving you, you know, forgiving you for, for making mistakes. Cause that's the thing is like, there's expectations that are set, but guess what? We're all human mm-hmm. and we're all going to fall short of expectations, which actually brings me to this. Mm-hmm. And it is the fact that maybe we're wrong or maybe we shouldn't be setting expectations for one another in what we expect from each other. What do you mean? I mean, so for example, um, I think like you or I, like I expect you to... I don't know. You're putting me on the spot here. (laughs) But so I had a conversation with a friend at work Mm -hmm. and he, we've had discussions before about our uh, lovely wives and, and some of the things that our wives have in common with one another. Great, fantastic things. Yeah. uh, All these great things that our (laughs) wives have in common with each other. And, uh, you know, he he said that his church the last two weeks uh, did a sermon series so far on relationships. Okay. And the last one he listened to, he said it was pretty much all about like, don't set expectations for your spouse. Mm. Like you will, like they will fall short. Like they will make mistakes. Mm-hmm. They will disappoint you if you set 
expectations and especially if you set them too high because you don't know what mm-hmm. their day's really been like. That's true. You just come home and something's done or not done that you had expected to be done. And then it's <laughs> it's a, well, why didn't this get done? And I don't know who would ever do something like that. I don't either. But, um, you know, that's just a <laughs> real world example that I could think of. Um, not pointing any fingers or suggesting that anyone in particular would or has ever done that. Mm-hmm. Not saying that. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's a good example of, of something. Um, and also just, like, the expectations of, like, uh, time spent with one another. How we communicate with one another um what we expect the other one to do when it comes to parenting yeah um or even you know just expectations of how the night's going to go when you are parenting mm-hmm. like tonight was a night that i was here with the boys just me and like i had to reframe my mindset and my expectations for the evening yeah of thinking you know i'm going to wait for clarissa to get home to help me do this that and the other but like it just was not going that way yeah it would have been more difficult for me to wait to wait for you to get Mm -hmm. home than to just bust things out Mm -hmm. um and by doing that we ended up having a pretty decent time with all the boys and minimal crying and it it was good but i had to shift that expectation and think positively about that shift in Mm -hmm. order for it to be a good night for all of us so what you're saying then is that it's not bad to have expectations of each other i mean that definitely sets a no that's what i'm saying like (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just saying it sets a a general framework for relationships because, like, we work as a team. Of course, there's going to be some level of expectation. We set up a plan. Like, we come up with a plan and we try to stick to the plan as well as we can. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you you have to have a plan in life. You can't just willy nilly. (laughs) You'd be like, oh, we'll just, you do whatever you want. No expectations this week, guys. Chase, no expectations this week. Just you do you. But what you're saying, maybe Chase kind of does that already. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is, from what I'm hearing, is that it's okay to let those kind of let the meter go from one. Maybe not. Maybe not stay where it has to stay. As far as like, you have to meet this line for everything to be okay. You may have to shift your expectations of me. I may have to shift my expectations of you on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's okay to rework those. And really, you know, what you're doing isn't expectations, isn't how you're perceiving. This is where I think you and I maybe get it wrong of like, Mm -hmm. instead of shifting expectations for each other, it's an internal thing. Mm -hmm. It's shifting the way you decide to react and see how things go. I think you're right. I think it is internal. That's kind of where I go back to when I locked my keys in my car, when I lost those papers at work. And literally it was that internal battle within myself that like I actually let it go 
And that's why I signed the email. Thank you for grace. Yeah. It wasn't to rub it in anyone's face. It was truly to be like, I'm admitting I'm wrong and I'm going to accept that I'm wrong. Mistakes happen, you know? And for me personally, I hate making mistakes. I would prefer to be perfect all of the time. Sometimes you forget to vacuum the rug in the basement. (laughs) Are you bringing something up? (laughs) No. Oh my. No. No, but I'm just, I'm just saying like, I personally really struggle with that. I have my to-do list of things, my expectations of what should be done in the day. And if this doesn't happen, then it just screws the entire week and messes it all up. And, and sometimes like it's okay, you know, like what we said before to shift those, to reframe those. And I absolutely agree with you when you said it's internal. So it's great for us to have this conversation about this and the expectations or lack thereof, <laughs> however you want to you wanna do it, mm-hmm. spill it, say it, whatever. Here's the thing, and this is the hard part for us and for anyone who's listening and for anyone who does anything, is implementation. Right. How do we implement that? I think we take it back to first what, you know, I got to take it back to first, you know, what God tells us. If it's an internal struggle, then the first and foremost thing, like the first point of change has to be with our relationship with God and mm-hmm. to remember what he's telling us. Um, in my Bible study at church, we are, I'm sorry, at school, um, we're kind of reading this book and this, obviously I told you God was working on me. So it fits just hand in hand, but there's a verse from Romans eight, um, and 31, and, and maybe you've heard it before, but it just says, you know, what should we say about these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? And he says, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Saying, you know, if he gave up his own son, Jesus to die on the cross for us, which is the ultimate gift, right? Mm-hmm. Um how could he not always be for us? It doesn't mean we're always going to get what we think we want, but he's ultimately always for us, still loving us. There's a, there's a part in this book that really spoke to me. It said, we are, it says we are unable to remove, detach or separate ourselves from God's love. Sure. We can ignore it. We can focus on what we lack dwelling on a few things from our lists Even still, it is impossible to prevent God from loving us. And I think that has to speak hand in hand with when we talk about expectations, the grace that we had to give ourselves, and ultimately also forgiveness. You know, it's impossible to prevent God from loving us. So who cares if I didn't get the two things off my checklist done? Or if I locked my keys in my car? What matters is my heart and how I respond. And knowing that God loves me despite all of that. You know, just like you mentioned, I could have reacted a whole lot differently when I locked my keys in my car than I did. Yeah. So, okay. So action item for you and I here that you're saying is number one, we need to be praying about it. We need to be recognizing and remembering, you know, truly who we are, what we were created for and who who is our father to begin with yeah who loves us despite the things 
we get done or the expectations we have of ourselves. Right. So there's first part. Second part. What do we do? I think this is something that you and I need to do. I think that we need to verbally, um, out loud, tell each other, like, it's okay. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's okay. I didn't get this done. It's okay. <laughs> because I think it you're is. Right. Like, is it really that big of a deal? You know what I mean? Like, think about yeah. the things that, that you and I get frustrated over. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, how big of a deal are they really? Is it worth getting upset <laughs> over? Like, absolutely not. Like, are we you, the only couple who fights over clothes that aren't folded yet? <laughs> n- no, probably not. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> if we are, we have just too much, like, type A going on up in here. We definitely got some type A going on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, even though you are more of that than I, I still, like... We're that, but on different things. Like you have your set of things that you're like super anal about. And mm-hmm. then I have the set of things <laughs> that I am. And they're two different things. <laughs> they're opposites. And they're opposites. It's <laughs> hilarious. But that's why we, that's why we get crap done. That, that's true. But I, I like that a lot. Just verbalizing. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, if we're supposed to be each other's teammates and partners, we we need to uplift and support each other in that too. Encourage each other to get to like kick butt and get a lot done, but also to say it's okay. Yeah, and just and then you know then we just work together and on whatever whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then you know I think I think I'm just spitting out crazy wisdom tonight. You are so two action <laughs> action lines for everybody tonight. Accept the grace and love from God and continue to pray and, and work on work on that with, with God and, and receive the love that he gives us and also be okay with saying it's okay to yourself and to each other. And to each other. And to your kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the next thing we need to probably hit on here with mm-hmm. that is the expectations that we put on our kids is a lot is so like I'm sitting here with my eyes closed squinting just <laughs> thinking how stupid am I to put these expectations <laughs> on a three-year-old and a four-year-old like you know I'm <laughs> I'm lucky that they don't pull their pants down in the middle of a parking lot or in the middle of a store and start peeing somewhere like <laughs> <laughs> my expectations are way too high and they ex- far exceed any expectations that should be put on them. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time. They're kids. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, having forgiveness with them, um, showing grace to them. I know you've been using that a lot with them of, mm-hmm. I'm going to show you grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you another chance. Like, I'm not mad at you right now. One time Jet asked me, will you show me grace? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those are the times that you're like, ah, you probably don't deserve it. If you're you're asking, you're asking, you probably need, need some discipline. That's what grace is. But 
you know, at the same time, we had this conversation this past week, and I'd be interested. In, like, I'd love to have this conversation with friends of ours or people who have had kids our age. And maybe mm-hmm. this is a question we we ask people. Mm-hmm. But like, our kids are at this age of. We talked about this the other night. Of what is acceptable? Like, we want to have a good relationship with our children, so where they feel open to coming to us with anything mm-hmm. and tell us whatever. Um, but at the same time, like right now, we're at the age and stage. I feel like they still have to understand, and they're learning the severities of the different actions that they do, whether good or bad. Yeah. Like we're not to the point where we can just sit down and always have a conversation about something. Like sometimes it has to be, there needs to be a consequence there Mm -hmm. almost immediately. And then we can talk about it later, but they're not at an age where they can, like they're still learning the severities of some of the actions that they are doing. Yeah. Some of them they know, but <laughs> others like other things like they're they're just they're still pushing the limits to see what can I get away with, what is acceptable, what is not, mm-hmm. and you know on those things I feel like we are less um, forgiving or less there's less grace there. It's more we need to like set the precedent of like this is not okay, this is absolutely not okay, right. And then we can have conversations about it after. But I feel like as the kids get older, I'm hoping we can just have more conversations about things and why things are bad instead of giving them a consequence so they know like, okay, this isn't, this is not right. I, I know this is a bad thing. I don't know. I'm all over the place. (laughs) No, I think that's some good stuff. I think it's just, I think maybe you're, you're mentioning the different levels right now of, of parenting and, um, and the levels of the boundaries that the kids try to push and, you know, where in that do we find it appropriate to say it's okay? Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting adventure to learn and see the different levels of parenting and how we can discipline slash show grace slash have expectate or I don't know. Have expectations, but also know, you know, where where it's okay to to tell them, you know what, that's okay. Or we want you to try and reach this level or um, let's try something new. I think it's it's just, it's all a learning curve. It's all a learning game. And that's kind of, that's, we're in the thick of it now. And I think we're probably starting to shift into a new sort of transition as the kids continue to get older, as they're at school. Um, learning expectations there and bringing those back home. Yeah. And how do those mesh? Yeah. So I think just overall, it's remembering God's love for us, that he has the same love for our children, um, the same grace and forgiveness for all of us and being able to somehow match that together. Um, and it starts with with the the internal choice that we have to accept those words of it's okay. And I'm going to accept this grace and accept that I don't have to be perfect or meet those expectations that I had about this event week or even day. Absolutely. So 
With that, let's just go ahead and wrap this up and end with some wins and losses for the week. Yeah. We start with the losses. We end with the wins. Okay. My loss for the week was I had to put the boys to bed this past week. You were, I think you were out with like having a dinner with some small group guys or something Man or friends dinner. or whatever. The man dinner. <laughs> the man dinner, uh, which was totally fine, totally okay. I was had a good, t- good, great night actually with the boys. And then it came time for bedtime, and it which, was just which is rough every night. It yeah has its levels, but um, I was doing okay. I just really wanted Jones to go to sleep, or I wanted the boys to go to sleep so they could focus on Jones because Jones just kept crying, and I just kind of wanted them to be able to stay in bed so I could rock him or whatnot well they just were not staying in bed and they would come into jones room at the most inopportune times and then jones would be awake and crying all over again so my patience grew very thin i grew very frustrated and uh i just i let that show and my reactions and how i kept putting the boys to bed and i just i just felt really bad for that yeah I I have to be honest, you just like that one was on you. Excuse you. Well, like you you used poor tactics. Like wow, this putting, is so uplifting. Justin. Well, Thank no, you. this is just this is for real, real. Like people listening, like if you've got kids our age, and I know some of you do, like you cannot put down the three-year-old and four-year-old who gets out of bed 50 (laughs) times within the first 30 minutes of going to bed and then expect them to stay in bed while you put down the baby. Like, it's not happening. Well, it's happened for me before, which is why I tried it. Let them sit on the couch and watch a show, settle down. Well, I've clearly learned my lesson. And then you can put them to bed after. Thank you for your support. I'm giving you helpful parenting tips from the pro, Dad. Oh, my. I mean, I'm going to be doing it probably tomorrow, too. So Okay, what was your loss? My loss? I don't know. I'm a pretty great parent. Okay. okay. No, my loss. My loss. Man, this is actually harder than I thought. I'm sure I did something that wasn't great, but I will say like a loss. This wasn't so much parenting as it just was um, a loss for me in general and maybe more marriage. And that was today. I mean, it's all good now, but today I left my wedding ring at the gym. I took it off to do some deadlifts and uh, I even looked at it. I remember it was like my third or fourth set and I I looked at it and I'm like, I'm not going to forget that. Like I got to grab that ring. And then sure enough, you forget it and you leave it there. Fortunately, I was able to go and the lovely people at the gym were able to uh, give it to me and it was all good. But uh, this isn't the first time. No, I've, it's not, Justin. I've left this ring somewhere and this isn't my first ring. So uh, I'm going to buy some silicone ones on Amazon and just I'm just going to wear those and keep this in a drawer or something. Someplace okay. safe. Like I'm going to have to. Otherwise, you, I'm going to lose it again. Can you at least note that I didn't freak out when you told me today? 
No, you didn't. For well, I mean, no, but you're like you. You were like, well, why didn't you just go get it as soon as you found out? I'm like, well, I didn't find out. I didn't realize it until I was in the car on the way to pick up the boys today. Like I couldn't just go. Yeah, but I, in <laughs> retrospect, I did not really freak out. No. Compared to past times. Not nearly as bad as our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so frustrating. <laughs> I forgot the ring. I left the ring at the gym during our anniversary. I see a common theme. Yeah, it's the gym. It's deadlifting. That's that's what it is. Every time. So. Your win, Clarissa. Okay. My win this week was just, hmm. Oh, I know my win this week. Um, I got to sing at church this week, and I got to sing this really rockin' cool song. <laughs> yeah. And But the win is... Um, we have an awesome children's pastor. Shout out to Mandy. And um, she actually brought Jed in during that song and let him watch his mom on stage. And that was like really, really cool because Jet just kept telling me the entire way home that he wanted to be a star rock too, of which I <laughs> did not know what he was talking about. And then eventually I understood he was trying to say rock star, but he was saying star rock. And um but, you know, it was great because I got to explain to him through that, you know, why do I sing? Like, it's for Jesus. Like, we're worshiping Jesus. We're, um, you know, showing how much he loves us. And we're showing other people that and how much we love him. And he's like, I'm going to be a, a star rock and, and worship Jesus too. And that was just cool. It was cool to share something I love with him. And he got to see me doing it. Yeah. I would, uh, that was really cool. That is cool. And he loves music too. Mm -hmm. And uh, loves performing for us. And he's <laughs> going to be a star rock. <laughs> for sure. Stage name. Yeah, star rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he created his stage name when he was four. But uh, that's cool. My, uh, my win, I would say, this isn't a huge thing, but... Looking back at it, it, I handled it much better than I could have. And so this was a week, a day last week that you were at a conference and I was uh, by myself with the boys. <laughs> and of course, the day that I'm by myself with the boys, Jet comes home with this bag filled with just junk that he's supposed to create an art project with it's due it's don't worry we have the weekend it's okay it's not due yet <laughs> and he brings it and he immediately as soon as we walk in the door he's just wanting to get into it and start to do it and i'm like whoa 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 <laughs> like I've got lots of things to put away. I've got two other <laughs> kids I need to take care of. Jace is mad because he wants to do it too. And Jet has all this stuff. Jace doesn't have anything. <laughs> Jet's determined he's doing it now. And so like, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do here? So I actually attempted. So I let Jet get things out to start to look at it. Yeah. And I gave him some crayons. So I was like, I can't glue. I can't cut right now. But if you want to start coloring some things, you're more than welcome to. 
Okay. And so I let him start to color things. But then Jace needed something. Yeah. So I have, <laughs> I took a paper towel roll, undid the last few paper towels <laughs> so I could give him the paper towel roll so I could give him some junk. And I found a toilet, a toilet paper roll as well. Gave him those to start coloring. And so I was trying to be the dad that, you know, is encouraging this and not, you know, just putting it. It's easy to just put a damper on it. Yeah. And be the, you know, like I could very easily see myself being like, we're not doing this right now. Like, <laughs> no. I'm, there's going to be glitter all over the place. There's trash all over the place. <laughs> but I, I try to, you know, be a good dad and like be a good parent. Be the fun parent. Let them enjoy some of this stuff. And then soon enough, like they got tired of it real quick anyway. And I was yeah. able to put it up in a safe place. And they've forgotten about it since. But we're going to have to bring it out. Yes. Just be sure when you do that with them, oh, mom. Me. Yeah, yes, when you, you do that with uh-huh. them, uh, you find some more trash for Jace. Okay. <laughs> I'll do my best. All right. Hey, one more thing. Before we sign off here. Yeah. Um, I know this is going to post on Mother's Day. So I want you to think of, I'm putting you on the spot. Three things you love about your mom. About my mom? Oh, man. <laughs> My mom, my mom is such a great woman. It's, uh, it's tough. Like there's, <laughs> this is, this is hard. This is a hard thing to think of. Like if you just say, you know, what are three things you love about your mom? Like, well, I mean, you could, I'll start. there's easy things, but you want me to start? Yeah. You start. <laughs> This is easy for me. Well, clearly you've been thinking. I about haven't it. even been thinking of this. I'm making these all up right well, now. Well, clearly you thought enough of it to think <laughs> of the question. <laughs> Three things that I love about my mom. Number one, she lets me talk and she listens and listens and listens and always has. And so it made me feel valuable. It gave me a voice, at least to somebody in my life that wanted to listen. Number two, she she runs like a deer (laughs) and i fully wholeheartedly mean that she makes me laugh that's number two she makes me laugh but a lot of times she makes me laugh with how she runs because she's just funny when she runs she prances running like a deer is usually like (laughs) meant for like just super fast no no i mean she like prances (laughs) prances through the yard (laughs) but i love that about her and she just owns it and she just is funny and a lot of people my mom has the kind of like, they have the misconception about my mom that she's like quiet and doesn't say anything, but she's actually hilarious. Do you attest to that? Yeah, she's funny. She's pretty funny. <laughs> so, sorry, mom. Yeah, you run, you, you're running just cracks me up, but you, you do it anyways. So, good job. And then number three, <laughs> she's gonna hate this. And then number three, um, she always is willing to like pitch in and lend a hand. Like she lives three hours away, but if we're really in a pinch, she'll definitely come up here and watch the kids and, and loves her grandkids. And she does that because she loves me and she loves you and wants to be there as a helper. So, yeah, I would say three things that I love about my mom. Number one 
is that she, like, there's never been a question that she is, like, my biggest fan or my biggest advocate. And, like, she just loves, I know, me and my brother and the boys, our boys, like, so wholeheartedly that, like, there's never, never has there ever been a shadow of a doubt that my mom loved me, which is, which is a, it sounds kind of simple, but it's, it's a, it's a big thing. It's she a shows big up. Thing. Oh yeah. Always, always. Think, yeah. Um, the, an, another thing I love about my mom is she is, uh, has led an example of serving. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always been the person to serve, whether it's in her own, in our home growing up, uh, our house was the kind of was the house that everyone would come to family, um, would, would come to. It was, it wasn't, you know, weird for my aunt and uncle or cousins to drop by just randomly, uh, on a weeknight or weekends or whenever. And, you know, she was there. Uh, always ready to prepare a meal, get something to eat, do something. And, and not just that, but in church and, you know, Sunday school, teaching kids Sunday school and uh, volunteering for different reading programs and, and stuff uh, all growing up. She's, she's been one who serves. Um, and then I would say, the last thing, or not the last thing, but the third thing that I would say that I love about my mom is uh, <laughs> she she makes me laugh too. Some of the funniest <laughs> things, um, some of the funniest memories I have is is of my mom and, and listening to her laugh, just see her laugh so hard. Uh, I remember going to, uh, we were at this uh outdoor viewing of, of a show and it was in Gettysburg yeah. and it was uh, this super serious show. And then like they were talking about all these people who had died and like oh, it was a real like yeah. sad thing. And all of a sudden my mom has to sneeze, but she's trying to stop it. And she sneezed. <laughs> it sounded like, <laughs> like a six foot five, 450 pound man sneezed. And oh, then she man. started laughing. <laughs> and she was laughing so hard and I was laughing so hard. And, and then it was even funnier because my dad was looking over like this disapproving, like <laughs> shaking his head. And my mom couldn't stop laughing. And it was just so funny. And just moments like that, you know, the other one when when we were playing the game at Christmas and uh, you had to put the paper plate on top of your head. Yeah. And then you had to uh, draw, you know, they told you something to draw and you try to draw yeah. it on top and <laughs> we were done. I was there for this one. Yeah, and mom pulls it over and she, she didn't take the cap off her pen. <laughs> <laughs> she had nothing on her paper plate and she laughed and laughed. It was, it was, uh, there's way, there's some more to that story that I'm not going to share on the podcast, but it was, uh, just funny. It was, fun times i love that she, I love. she always did fun stuff with us too I, I do a fourth thing she always did fun stuff with us 
Um, I, I you can't be an overachiever. She here, gets Justin. that. Well, she gets that. She got that. My grandma was the same way. Of mm-hmm. when I grew up at her house, um, she watched me when I was little. She was always doing like we'd made stilts out of orange juice boxes, and mm-hmm. we would do things like that. And yeah. my mom does the same thing with with our boys, and you know they she made the Twinkie cars with the with the peeps rabbits for Easter with the boys, just little things like that. That just yeah. fun. So. Well, not to say a fourth thing about my mom because you're overachieving. The fourth thing about my mom is that I love how she genuinely works outside and works at, like taught us to work as a family her and my dad but my mom just jumps in wherever she's she's loading up 50 50 pound bag of seed dumping it in the planter by herself you know so kind of got that i got a good amount of my work ethic from her girl you're not picking up 50 pound bags of anything yes i am too (laughs) sir anyway well no one else wants to hear us tell stories about our moms but we just had to do a quick our moms want to hear us tell stories about our moms of course they do (laughs) so that's a great little shout out on mother's day for our moms make sure you celebrated your mom today if you haven't yet give her a call tell her you love her yep love you mom and for all the 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 new moms out there pretty new moms like myself Pretty um, new moms. You've been a mom for, for a while now. Four years. That's pretty new. I thought it was pretty new, like fresh. Like there's some people at our church that had just had babies, like okay. fresh. Happy Mother's Day to all to all y'all, and uh, all make y'all. it a, make it a good week. All y'all. All y'all. <laughs> it's funny listening to you say all y'all to everyone. To everyone. Not all y'all. Well, anyways, thank you for listening today. You can check us out on Instagram, Snack Time with JNC, and Facebook, Snack Time with Justin and Clarissa. And whatever you do, subscribe, like, whatever, leave a comment wherever you listen. Rate us five stars. Do all the things. I don't know. Is that what you do? Yes, that's what you do. Obviously, I don't do enough of that myself. (laughs) Okay. Helps us out. Thanks, guys. We're excited to bring you the next podcast after this. So stay tuned and keep it up. Everyone take care. Peace. Bye.